sunshines! Welcome to What You're Reading, a bookish podcast where every other week I share what I've been reading, interview authors, and further my never-ending quest to discover more queer-owned voices in the media. I'm Mallory, also known as Mallory of Sunshine Around the Interwebs, and join me today as I talk to myself about just how little I've been reading so far this year. Hey y'all. Okay, so it has been a minute since I have recorded a podcast and there's a lot of reasons for that. There's just, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, This has sort of become the new space on the internet where I share myself and my life and yes, I do plan on making videos again in the future, but you know, until that day comes, I've got this podcast, which I need to get consistent about again. And I've got things like my Instagram account where I just attempt to show up as authentically and genuinely as I can on the internet, because honestly, that's just kind of the life I'm trying to lead, just a life of authenticity and extreme honesty wherever possible. So there's a lot of reasons why I haven't recorded a podcast recently. Um, You know, chief of which is there's just a lot of life going on. There's a lot of life changes that I'm in the midst of. Almost all good. I will say they are, it's a good new chapter of Mallory. I've recently moved, but also chief among the reasons is the fact that we are still in the middle of a global pandemic. We're in the middle of a global uprising against racism and injustice. And, you know, my head and heart have just been a little bit full and it hasn't really felt like a space that I... I don't know, a space that I wanted to say something in, you know, I'm struggling to find that balance of speaking out and speaking up for the right reasons and not just filling things with noise, even if it's creative noise, even if it's things that bring me joy and bring me some sort of peace or, you know, I don't know, comfort in a way. And I think that's a really difficult balance to strike as a creative person because, well, there's lots of reasons that's difficult too, but I think it's difficult for me because I feel like this is the space in which artists and creators show up to fill a void and, you know, document a movement and a moment in a way that just other folks can't do. And so... I don't know. I haven't written a whole lot (laughs) in this time yet, but I know that there are poems inside me that want to come out and uh, be a part of this moment in time and this moment in history, and they just haven't yet. And honestly, I haven't really read a whole lot either because my brain and heart have been heavy and full, and there just hasn't been a lot of emotional space in my person to make room for books, (laughs) new characters, etc. But it is July 23rd. I can't believe I'm saying that right now. And that is like the halfway point for the year. And so I figured, well, 
It's been a minute since you've posted a podcast episode, so you should probably do that again, you know, since you advertise this podcast as a freaking bi-weekly podcast, which is more like a bi-monthly podcast at this point. And so here I am. I've recorded a couple of episodes during this pandemic. Uh, the episode with CB Lee was at the beginning of everything. We recorded that like in March sometime. And then I recorded the episode with Jerry in April. And those are both posted and it's great. And it's just, I don't know, it's a time capsule, you know? And so I think that's another reason I really want to start making videos again is because I miss documenting my life in a way for myself. It's for me. That's why I got onto YouTube in the first place was to put my own life into a format which I could look back on and remember. And it's just kind of cool that people on the internet also thought that was interesting and cool. And I've made a lot of friends that way. And that's really cool and neat. So this podcast is kind of that for me as well. It's a little bit of a time capsule, but I also do want to utilize this platform that I have, which I know there aren't a ton of you who listen to it, but there's more than five of you. And that's incredible. Um, there's more than 10 of you. That's also really crazy to me. So I want to use this platform in a smart way to amplify voices that deserve space and don't get to be the hero of the story most often. And for me, the way that I've chosen to lean into that sort of vocation, if you will, is by amplifying queer voices. Queer own voice literature is a place that I feel like I can help make space for. Obviously, I'm a white person. I am a queer white person. I'm a queer white woman. Um, and so I want to do whatever I can to make space for the voices that don't get amplified. So this year, I already had a, a focus on reading more queer literature written by people of color. And now that is only amplified in my brain as a need and I want to celebrate those books here in this space. So um, that was a classic case of a tangent that I started <laughs> with one potential storyline and ended with another. So I'm really bad at telling stories. Y'all probably know this. My brain works in a very ping pong fashion. So I want to do that here with this podcast. Today, I'm here to talk about some of the books that I've already read this year. I want to do a halfway point in the year check-in on my goals list and quickly run through where I'm at with that. I will tell you right now, spoiler alert, it's not great. There's six months in the year left though, so I feel like I can turn this around um, and I'll do like a couple of mini little check-ins about what I thought of some of the books that I've read this year so far. Let's start with that. We'll do the quick rundown of my goal list check-in and then I'll tell you a little bit about the books kind of as we go. And then at the end, I don't know, it's kind of late when I'm recording this. I actually recorded it once already and I didn't like it. I didn't feel like I said the things I wanted to or needed to say, so I'm re-recording it. And because it's later now, I'm feeling a little bit more pensive and you know, in my thoughts. So I might just read you a poem at the end that has not yet been released. So we'll see how I'm feeling at the end and if I do that. But let's dive into the goal list review, shall we? The midway mark on the year. And yes, I will make this a pod, 
podcast. This is a podcast. I will make this a blog post so that y'all can follow along and read. And I'm also going to post the updated halfway mark for the year on my Instagram account for what you're reading. So you can also see a visual representation of this there. I hope by the time this all should happen at the same time this episode comes out. That's the goal. All right. So speaking of goals, let's talk about more goals. So goal number one on my list was to read more with no specific total goal. So I will say that I have pretty much epically failed at this goal so far for the year. Read more is ambiguous. Read more compared to what? Read more compared to last year. Um, actually, let's just take a look because I don't know what I read in 2019, but I'm going to take a wild guess and say that it probably wasn't. Oh, shoot. Ah, I just broke my, I just broke my Goodreads. Yeah. Did I read like two whole books last year? I think I read like two whole books last year. So actually, am I succeeding at this goal? I think I am because I've read like eight whole books this year. So I don't know, but that wasn't, that wasn't what I meant by more. I meant more to mean something like, you know, try to hit the fricking 50 book goal that Goodreads has and it sets for you automatically or something like that. I want to read a hundred books again in a year. I used to be, oh, I used to be an, such an avid reader. I would just fly through books and something happened in the last few years. Well, life happened in the last few years, but yeah, so I've read eight books. So I guess I'm not a total failure after all for this first goal. Uh, goal number two was to finish the Harry Potter books, books five through seven. Have not done that. Have them all downloaded, of course, still, but have not started book five yet. So TBD, maybe the weekend that you are listening to this podcast, I will have started Harry Potter book five. Follow me on social media to find out if that is true or not. <laughs> Goal number three was to read 10 graphic novels. I have read zero graphic novels, but I have read a shit ton of webtoons. Does that count? I kind of feel like it counts because webtoons is like a whole lot more than graphic novels, right? There's so much more of it. So like this year I started, restarted, rebegan and finished Lore Olympus. I am fully caught up with the Cursed Princess Club. I started Miss Abbott and the Doctor, I think it's called. And I also read Bad Signs, which was super good. I definitely recommend all of those webtoons. I'll make sure they're all linked down below. So I think that that's probably at least the volume of four to five graphic novels, the amount that I've read. Of webtoons. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm not totally failing at this goal. I'm going to count webtoons a little bit this year. And I'm also going to read Umbrella Academy hopefully soon, actually. I need to get on that because the second season is coming out and I want to read Umbrella Academy before the second season comes out. So there you go. Goal number four was to read five nonfiction books. And I'm not actually doing terrible at this goal. I've read three nonfiction books. Two of them I really enjoyed and one of them I really didn't enjoy. So in order that I read them, I first read the one that I really didn't enjoy and that was Don't Keep Your Day Job by Kathy Heller. So Kathy Heller actually also has a podcast of the same name, Don't Keep Your Day Job. 
And I hadn't listened to any of her podcast episodes when I downloaded this book, but I thought this seems like a good place to start, a good introduction to Kathy Heller and her ideas, blah, blah, blah. So I downloaded the book and I started listening to it and I was like, what am I listening to? She sounds like a robot who is reading a blog. And I think that's kind of what the book is. I went and I was I was so confused because I, I thought, wow, she's not engaging at all. This sounds like rehashed information that she's literally just reading her blog and she sounds so bored. Does this lady sound like this when she's talking on her podcast? So obviously I had to go check it out and I listened to an episode of her podcast immediately and no, she's totally different on her podcast. She's totally more engaged. She sounds like she has a personality and I was so confused. So I think skip the book because it's just rehashed information from her podcast and her blog and it was really boring and just dive right into the podcast because the podcast is pretty good. It's not one of my top five or anything, but she talks to some really interesting people, all who have things to say about how they, you know, basically did the hustle thing and ended up quitting their job and starting to work for themselves. It's not my favorite entrepreneur podcast. That's the fizzle show. We'll do an episode on podcasts again in the future. But yeah, didn't really love the book. Wasn't super engaging. She sounded really bored. But the podcast is pretty good. The second nonfiction book I read was Gumption by Nick Offerman. So I didn't know Nick Offerman wrote books. But this book was recommended to me by my friend Daniel. And I'm so glad he recommended it to me because it was so good. Most of you probably know who Nick Offerman is. He's a comedian, a comedic actor. That is what I'm trying to say. And he probably, you know him from Parks and Rec. I actually never finished Parks and Rec, but he is in Parks and Rec. This book was so good. So he is kind of a like low key history buff and also works with wood, which I learned from this podcast, this podcast, this book. Also, if you hear sounds, it's Sage. She's playing with a mouse. I'm sorry, this mic may pick it up, <laughs> um, but it's so good. So Gumption is a book he wrote. It's it's 23 chapters, effectively, about 23 Americans, people throughout history, who all possessed gumption. He identifies them as having gumption. And so it's it's cool. It's a list of like a Abraham Lincoln. No, um, George Washington is on the list. Eleanor Roosevelt is on the list. Conan O'Brien is on the list. You know, it's modern. It's historic. People throughout the ages kind of thing. And then he just explains why they have gumption in his mind and why they fall into this category and what he thinks they're so cool. Why he thinks they're so cool. Really neat. I actually gained a lot of respect for him as a person from listening to this book. Um, some really great, just really great anecdotes and perspectives on life, which I appreciated. And then the third nonfiction book I read was Karamo Brown's book, and it's called Karamo Brown, My Story of Embracing Purpose, Healing, and Hope. It's a short read. I think it was maybe six hours, eight hours, maybe. Karamo narrates it. I listened to the audiobook because I love to do that with especially memoirs. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Karamo Brown is 
on Queer Eye. He is the culture expert on Queer Eye, the new version, the reboot version, and it was really, really great. Um, he talks about his you know, experience growing up with religion, about being a black queer person in America, and just shares so many personal anecdotes, a lot of which I could relate to from the religion aspect. Uh, not so much the fact that he is still religious, but, you know, I don't know. It was just a great, it was great perspective. It was really great to listen to. I was listening to a podcast today and I, gosh, I don't remember the author who says this. I'm going to look it up. Okay. So they said someone else, but on the podcast, but what I'm finding for Googling it is Emily Style in 1988 made this comic strip essentially for the National Seed Project explaining that books can be windows, mirrors, or sliding glass doors and how to kind of build a diverse book collection. And basically, anyway, this book was a good window for me, um, you know, a way for me to see somebody else's perspective in the world. And I really, really enjoyed it. And he's such a positive person for all of the things that he has experienced in his life. He is so positive and the fact that he can remain positive and he just provides this message of hope, that there is hope, that we should have hope and that it can get better. We just have to work together and it was really great. The author note at the end was also extremely touching. So highly recommend that. I'm slowly but surely going to be reading all of the Queer Eye Boys' books because I just love them all. So <laughs> I read his first though because I was really interested to read it. Okay, so those are the quick little synopsises of synopses of the three nonfiction books I've read so far this year. Goal number five on this list was to physically read at least one book every month. I have not done this at all. I think I have read one physical book this year, and it might even only be half read. It's Tiger Lily by, I think, someone Johnson. I can't remember their last name, but... It's interesting. It's not captivating. I'll talk more about that in the future, but basically I have failed this goal <laughs> and I can't redeem myself because I can't go back in time and make myself have read a physical book in a month. I didn't read a physical book. <laughs> goal number six is to read eight books with protagonists who are LGBTQIA+. And so far I have read four books that are part of this category. You Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson, Docile by K.M. Sparza, Dark and Deepest Red by Anna Marie McLemore, and uh, That's Alive, read three. I think I thought I read, I think I thought I read one of C.B. Lee's books this year, but I didn't because I just added it to my list this year, but I read it a couple years ago or last year or something. So doing all right with that one, but I could do better. Uh, goal number seven is, was to read five books I already own. I have read one book that I already owned. I had the audiobook for Vicious by V.E. Schwab, and I read that this year. I need to read the second book in this series. It's a duology. It's really, really, really good. Up until this year, I had only read The Darkest Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab, and it was my favorite, and I just knew that I loved her, and I just, I... Every single time I read something by her, I'm impressed. I just love all of it. Goal number eight was to review 10 books on my podcast. So far, I've reviewed none. 
let's change that, shall we? Book, no, book number, goal number nine was to read one book in a genre I don't normally gravitate toward. I wrote for myself for this, these categories could be either sci-fi or mystery because those are both categories that I never read from. I have not yet done this. My friend, my sweet friend Avery loves sci-fi books and I owe it to her to read any of the books she has given me, gifted me, or recommended to me and I have not yet done that. So... Avery, if you're listening, I'm finally going to freaking get off my butt and read a book you've told me to read. It's going to happen this year. Goal number 10 was to participate in one readathon. Have not yet done that. I was going to try to participate in contemporary-a-thon and then I just totally failed. I didn't have access to any of my books, so it just didn't happen. But the year is young. There are more readathons ahead. Goal number 11 was to read one complete series. I have not, but if I finish that second book, that the second book to Vicious by V.E. Schwab, I can mark that one off. Duologies count. Goal number 12 was to publish self or otherwise, it says, my first book, a book of my poetry. So I have not yet done this, but I have been actually laying the damn thing out. I have an InDesign file. It is happening. Words are on pages formatting is happening images are being added it's happening it's going to happen by the end of the freaking year all right mark my words goal number 13 was to renew my library card i have attempted to start getting my library card i'm in a new city now covid has complicated this process a tiny little bit because libraries aren't open and i've been working on getting a digital library card so i'm working on it I'm working on it, and that's good. The ball is rolling. Goal number 14 was to read more poetry. I haven't really read any more poetry books, but I've definitely been reading more poetry on Instagram, which is kind of the main way that I like to read poetry these days and find poetry. I want to go back and read more Emily Dickinson because it's been a while since I've read Emily Dickinson, and she is my favorite classical poet. And I also just recently purchased Atticus's new, well, quote-unquote new, it's new-ish book, The Truth About Magic, so I have that to read, and I'm excited to dive into that. Goal number 15 was to clean up my Goodreads and utilize it. And I've actually messed it up more since I made this goal list (laughs) because when I started to try to make my queer most anticipated list for 2020 on Goodreads, which I always do to accompany the blog post and the podcast, somehow because Goodreads is pretty much terrible, it added all of the books to my red list already. So it's all messed up and I've got to fix it before I can clean it up. But yeah, that's a thing. I still want to do it by the end of the year. Hopefully I'll have done it. Goal number 16 was to embrace the DNF, the do not finish because life is too short for bad books. But I kind of haven't even read enough to worry about this (laughs) goal because yeah, I just haven't. Um, A book I should have not finished is docile uh that's for sure yeah i really quickly i'm just gonna go on a quick tangent about docile i really didn't like docile i liked the idea of what it represented the fact no i didn't even like that i don't know it was an interesting concept to like sell your debt to sell your debt but 
I, so many things about it bugged me. So many things I couldn't put my finger on until I went to go look at the Goodreads reviews. One thing really bugged me. And I think the, I think the biggest thing that bugged me were the sex scenes, how explicit they were and how, how gratuitous they felt. Um, they felt completely unnecessary and like the author was just writing them to write about sex scenes akin to how I think Stephanie Meyer wrote Twilight in her own sort of like twisted fantasy way. Um, I also feel like the main character pulled a total Bella Swan because he was a totally different person before he became a docile and he isn't taking the like he didn't take the medicine so it didn't happen because of the medicine but he just like everything about his whole character and demeanor I don't know it just felt so out of character the way he was acting once he became a docile and I didn't like that at all the tagline for this book is there is no consent under capitalism and I felt like a crazy person not liking this book but I felt so much better and justified in a way when I went to the reviews to be like okay I can't be the only one who had problems with this book or felt like it was problematic and couldn't put my finger on it whatever and Chelsea from Chelsea Dollings reads her review was there at the top because I am friends with her on Goodreads or follow her on Goodreads and she also rated it two stars and she just said I truly do not know how I feel about this book it is well written and compulsively readable and I can see what it was trying to do but I definitely feel like it went on a little too long and lost a lot of the power behind its punch and I, I feel like her saying that it is compulsively readable is kind of all you need to know about it. This book is pretty much terrible. And if you go to read the Goodreads reviews, you can see a lot more thoughts by a lot, a, a bunch of people who are way more eloquent about this than me. But there's like a whole thing about racism and the white perspective being the only perspective that you see and just how problematic kind of capitalizing on oppression and trauma is in general and I don't know I have a lot of feelings about the book that are not good and not positive and if you go read some of the good review good reads reviews you will see a lot of my thoughts reflected in the lower rated reviews yeah, it's for sure slave fic and there's like a lot of triggering type content like rape and angst and lack of consent, etc. Hence the rape part and I just feel like that probably should have been called out a little more directly so that people would know. Um, one of the, some, a Goodreads reviewer said, it's bothersome to have two white narrators as the lenses through which we see the horrors of slavery because, uh, all of these things happened by people of color. And that is true. Uh, so I think that is a lot of where I'm at with this book. I just, it didn't really sit well with me and it felt like it was never going to end. And it wasn't like, I don't know. Some people think it was really well written. I think there were a lot of like, tasty words used but the sex scenes just felt gratuitous and I don't know it just didn't sit well with me and I really didn't like it at all so that's a book I should have do not finished do not finished that's a book I should have not finished (laughs) okay goal number 17 was to go on one literary excursion this hasn't happened yet I'm not sure it will happen 
in the world that we live in now, but you never know. I could, I could make up a literary excursion for myself, couldn't I? I originally, I was thinking I might go to Jane Austen's house in Bath, but not this year. It would seem the world has other plans. Goal number 18 was to reread a favorite book. I don't know what I'm going to read for this one. It kind of feels like it might be time to reread Emma. I started attempting to reread Anne of Green Gables last year. Little Women is always a good choice. I need to figure out a book to read. If you have any recommendations that you think might be my favorite books, please leave them below in the comments on my Instagram. (laughs) Goal number 19 was to read more short stories. I have purchased some short stories. I have a few author friends who have stories, short stories in the second installment of the, um, oh gosh, who edited, who edited out now? Sandra Mitchell edited, um, what's the first book called? All Out. And I started that and never finished it, but I have a bunch of author friends with short stories in Out Now, which is the second installment of this collection of short stories pulled together by Sandra Mitchell. And so I'm going to attempt to start reading that. Maybe one before I go to bed every night. That's a really good idea. Yeah, do that. And then goal 20 was to start a TBR jar, which I have not done because I just, honestly, I have a pile of books in my TBR and I'm looking at them right now. And there's a bunch over there that I'm like, I want to read those. Felix Ever After is in that list. Wow. No, Thank You by Samantha Irby. Date Me Bryson Keller is over there. A book, I the book I never finished, Tiger Lily by I think someone Johnson I never finished. So there's like no shortage of books that I could be reading right now. I just am really grasping at straws to do that. And I don't think that a physical TBR jar is necessary, but maybe it is. You know, that might be a goal that needs to happen after I finish cleaning up my Goodreads because if I could get my Goodreads in order, I could take the books off my Goodreads and put them in a TBR jar and then read them. But I feel like the other thing is that I'm just not a TBR jar kind of person, you know, like I think I kind of just read based on my moods. I think that's just kind of who I am and I might just have to embrace that. So This goal list is going to look very different at the end of the year, I'm sure, when I actually check in and see what I've accomplished. Right now, I'm feeling like I want to change a bunch of the goals. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, But yeah, I've just, I don't know. I've been in a bit of a funk, but I'm I'm trying to come out of it. And it's interesting. When I feel creatively in a funk, like with creating things like, poem writing poetry or creating videos or creating podcasts it helps me to be creative in a different way and my additional creative outlet is sewing and I started making my own clothes about a year and a half ago because I realized if I was making costumes for myself already then why wasn't I just making my own clothes that seemed like a logical next step And I don't have my sewing stuff set up yet or right now. And so I'm feeling like if I could get my hands on creating something physically, then maybe that would help break me out of my creating something with my brain funk, which it usually does. So I'm hoping to get my sewing stuff set up soon, my little sewing nook. And I'll definitely share pictures on my Instagram. Y'all should follow me there. I'm at Mallory. All the links will be down below as well in the show notes. But 
yeah, once I can do that, I also might even sign up for a sewing class because I just want to learn how to be a better sewist, you know, and more uh, technical in the way that I approach my sewing. And there's always something to learn. So I think I'm going to do that. So yeah, stay tuned. I'll probably talk about it more. But that's all I've got, I think, for today. I think I wanted to talk about my kind of mid-year check-in. I wanted to talk about the state of the world. There's a lot going on out there, y'all, and there is a lot that needs our attention right now, and we just can't slow down. We can't lose this momentum because, you know, it's almost November. It's time to vote. If you're not registered to vote, get freaking registered to vote and vote. Use your voice. We are going to make change. We are going to make positive impact. We are going to change the world and create the future that we want. Millennials and Gen Z are coming up. Okay, boomers are on the way out. It is a new time. It is a new phase of the world and we are going to enter it and make it better than we left it. And I genuinely believe that. So don't throw away your shot. Don't throw away your vote. Vote. I'm in Washington State. The Washington State primaries are coming up. This is your reminder. Get registered. Get educated. Go vote and also vote with your wallet. Make sure that you are not supporting companies that do not support the values and align with the values that you believe in. That is so, so important, especially right now in the midst of this COVID pandemic. Your money is speaking so loudly. It's speaking so loudly, so much louder than it did before COVID. Do you know what I mean? Because now you have to be so intentional about where you spend your money. So be intentional. Be intentional with where you spend your money. Be intentional about the places you show up. Be intentional about the words you say and be intentional about your civic responsibilities and freaking vote. So I think I'm going to pull out a poem and read you one as a closer. So Please hold while I shuffle around and find one. Shuffle, shuffle. Okay, here's one that I really like, and I don't know if I've shared this on my Instagram. I think I might have, but it's just one that I like, and I'll be curious to hear how it sounds coming out of my mouth. It's called Between Laughter. There is something strange about waiting for the silence between laughter, as though everyone is in on it and we all hold our breaths together. When the next wave comes, we are delighted by the sound, as though it were unexpected. There you go, that's that. I'm going to call it a night, and I just want to say before I go, definitely come hang out with me on social media. I'm at Mallory almost everywhere. I'm Mallory of Sunshine on YouTube. I'm searchable by either Mallory or Mallory of Sunshine everywhere on the internet. You can Google me. You can find me. I'm out there. I hang out on Instagram the most. I try to post there. I'm pretty active in stories. I post dance breaks pretty typically as breaks in between my muggle job. I have three Instagram accounts. I have an Instagram account for my poetry. I have an Instagram account for what you're reading. And then I have my personal Instagram account. Feel free to follow me on any or all of those platforms. And I'm just so grateful that y'all hang out. There's a few of you that do. I'm so grateful for that. There's some of you that have been around since the very beginning of me publishing my life on the internet, which is wild to me. And I'm, I just, I'm grateful. That's all I know how to say. So 
yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Be sure to leave all of your recommendations for books or potential other topics you think you'd like to hear me talk about. And uh, I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know, I don't have a catchphrase to sign out with. I think I was trying stay sunny for a little while, but that seems super cheesy. So I'm just going to go ahead and say have a great night. Don't forget, everyone, have courage and be kind. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.